Jesus' name. Brother Williams, come and preach. God bless you. Let's put our hands together one more time for the man of God as he comes in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, somebody give him praise on a Tuesday night. Come on, anybody believe that the Lord is worthy? Come on, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, give him your best praise. Come on, give him your best praise. Give him a deep praise from your spirit. Come on, come on, let the Holy Ghost flow in the house. God, we love you, Jesus. God, we love you, Jesus. God, we love you, Jesus. Come on, we're loving him with our lips. We're loving him with our voice. We're loving him with our hands. We're loving him with our heart. We're loving him with our worship. Come on, love the Lord. Amen. Somebody shall praise the Lord. Amen. Did anybody come to push on a Tuesday night? I'm going to try this side. Did anybody come to push on a Tuesday night? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask in faith. Anybody in the balcony came to push on a Tuesday night? Come on. I feel faith in the house. I feel liberty in the house. Come on, I feel something. Come on, you got to believe the devil's nervous right now. Come on, you better believe the enemy's nervous right now. I feel, I feel some strength. I feel some vigor. I feel some fire. I feel some unction. Ah. Amen. Amen. The devil's nervous, but I'm not. Somebody shout, amen. Amen. I feel God in the house, and we are thankful to be in the sanctuary on a Tuesday night to all the visitors we are so glad that you are in the sanctuary with us tonight come on let's give the visitors a hand clap thank you for being here we are we are ecstatic that you are in the house amen amen God has been doing tremendous things he's been opening up great doors and there's there's been an influx and an inflow of people coming to check out Cornerstone but we don't want them to check it out we want them to park it right here Amen. So we want you to make this your home. We are so glad that you are here. We are so glad that Pastor Bishop Mayo and Sister Mayo are back home. Amen. We missed you. We missed you dearly. Amen. 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 If there's, if there's anything that I, that I appreciate among many things, Bishop Mayo doesn't know it, but he's one of my heroes. But there is, there is nothing that makes... A young preacher feel better in the desk than when the man of God is in his ear saying that's good preaching y'all might not know what that feels like but I appreciate come on if your pastor shouting you better not let him out shout you come on he's responding you better not let him say amen more than you are come on we're in this together we're going to pull together we're going to have revival together Amen, 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 amen. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 1 for your consideration tonight. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 1. And in your turning, I, I, do, I do appreciate the spirit of this church. Amen. I want to give a shout out to the ambassadors. All the young men that's been helping since Summit. 
Amen. They've been waiting on me hand and foot. I have to, I have to dismiss them. They just, amen. They are tremendous young men. I've been learning their names and getting to know them. They're doing a great work, and I appreciate you. Amen. Amen. God's raising up great young men and leaders and young women in the kingdom of God. Amen. I love young people. Amen. And there's a generation, an army that's being built in this church. Amen. Tonight, tonight, I, I know that Sunday was a high, a high point of contention in the spirit. And I believe that there are some things that we, we begin to chart in the waters of the spirit. Anybody still feel like pushing until something happens? Come on, anybody's going to push until your miracle is on your doorstep. Anybody's going to push until your prayers are answered. Come on, anybody in the house? Come on, anybody still feel a push in your spirit? Amen. 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 And that spirit is still here. It's still here. And I don't think, I don't think that God in his timing makes accidents. And the more that we trud and tread in this revival, I, I feel that God, that God has doing more in my spirit and speaking more and more every day. And tonight I want to I want to do my best to unleash a spirit in this house that I pray is a perpetual spirit and a perpetual word that we will look back years down the line and we will reference the word that God's going to speak in this house tonight. Anybody ready for the word of the Lord in the sanctuary? Amen. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 1 when you have a shout amen. The Bible declares, now it came to pass when Samballot and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I builded the wall. I, 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 I know that we're in revival and I know that there's a lot happening, but I just want to remind Cornerstone tonight that God is building something great in the valley of Liberty Lake right now. God is building. Somebody say God is building. God is building something great. And Nehemiah said when they heard that I builded the wall, it was, it was a rumor that the wall was complete. They heard that there was no breach left therein. They heard a rumor that the wall was complete. But Nehemiah gave us a side note. That rumor wasn't accurate. That rumor was not true. He said, they heard that I built the wall, that there was no breaches left, that the wall was complete, that the work was done. But Nehemiah said, at that time, I had not yet set up the doors upon the gates. Somebody look at your neighbor and said, God's not through yet. Come on, turn to your other neighbor and said, the work's not done yet. Amen. And he said that Sam Ballot and that Geshem, they, they sent messengers unto Nehemiah and they said, come, let us meet together in the villages, in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. And they thought to do mischief to Nehemiah and Nehemiah had a response to the enemy. I just want to tell you right now, we have to have a response when the adversary starts pushing up against the people of God. 
Come on, you, you don't just lay there and take it. You don't roll over and play dead. You've got to have a response. Come on, I feel like responding tonight. I feel like telling the devil, I ain't going nowhere. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. He said, I had a response and I sent messengers. I sent messengers unto them and said, I'm doing a great work. A great work so that I can not come down. I cannot, somebody shout, I cannot. I cannot come down. Tonight, with the help of God, I want to disseminate a spirit into this body. I, I, I'm, I'm almost very glad that we're not recording live stream because this thing might get ugly before the night's over. Amen. But I'm going to be obedient to the Holy Ghost tonight. Anybody, anybody just going to help the preacher preach tonight? Come on. You need to get a boldness in your spirit. You need to get an attitude in your bosom. You need to get a response to the enemy. And I want to tell the devil tonight that down is not an option. You ought to shake off that tiredness from work and tell the devil, down is not an option. Come on, you need to tell that, de that depression that's trying to get a hold of you, down is not an option. Oh, somebody clap your hands and lift up your voice. I feel the Holy Ghost. Mm, I feel something moving. Come on, come on. You need to get something burning in your spirit. Come on, come on. You need to tell your enemies that down is not an option. Amen. One more time, clap your hands up to the Lord and lift up your voice. My God, my God, my, 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 I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody shout down. Come on, somebody shout down. Is not an option. Amen. God bless you in the fear of the Lord. You may be seated tonight in Jesus' name. Down is not an option. Does anybody feel a charge in your spirit right now? Down is not an option. I, I want to take you back some years, not many years. I'm still a young man, but I want to take you back to the years in which I was much younger, my days of primary school. At that point in my life, I, I was a very, I was a very ruddy and small young man in stature. There was a point all the way up until the sixth grade that when they would take the heights and line us up in order of our height, I would be in the front of the line because I was shorter than all the men, young men, and all the, the girls that were in my class. I was very small in stature. To accent my stature, it did not make life better for me. I was a very nerdy kid. And so being small and nerdy is not a good combination if you want to be cool. <laughs> and so I was not that cool. I was small and I was a nerd. And that attracted, that attracted a group of people that we in our society consider and call bullies somebody say bullies 
And so many of my days in primary school, I was bullied, but thank God for puberty. Because I ain't small no more. I'm still a little nerdy, and I ain't, I ain't ashamed of it. But in my days of being bullied, I spent many days running from bullies, and it was not fun. I would, I would get beat on, and I would get picked on many, many days of primary school. It was a terrible, a terrible thing, and, and being so small, I could not physically impose myself and my will against my enemies and and so I I had to find ways I had to find ways to to feel like I was better or bigger I had to find ways to combat the bullies and so I did what nerdy kids do I I would go home and I would read the dictionary Oh, this is a little embarrassing to tell you this. I would go home and I would read the dictionary, Bishop, and I, I knew I could not beat the bullies. I was too small. I, I, it was not much I can do. But somewhere in my brain, I figured that if, if I knew some big words that I can insult them. Right. <laughs> I can insult them because it's nothing like being called a word that you don't even know what it means. Yeah. And so I, I would study the dictionary and I would look up big words and I would say, yeah, I'm going to call them that. And they'll be like, oh, we're going to leave him alone. That dude is weird. It's embarrassing. And I, I fell in love with words. I still love words. I fell in love with words and I learned that words, words and vocabulary is a beautiful thing if you like that kind of thing for all the nerds in the house. It's a beautiful thing and I learned that words, words had posture and words had expression that words can be defined without even knowing the definition, the connotation of a word can be positive. Somebody say positive. And words can be negative. Somebody shout negative. Just by the posture of the word, you didn't even have to know the definition. The word itself would tell you the meaning of the expression. And I learned something very, very, very interesting. I learned that there were certain words in the dictionary that the, pop, that the posture of that word, the vernacular and expression, that, that there were certain letters in the dictionary that they had more words that had a, either a positive or negative connotation. Now, I'm teaching you something, but, but just, just bear with me. I'm going to help us tonight. Let, just let me be a nerd for a minute. And so I, I would look at words, and I learned that some words, some words, their meaning and the, the, the letter in which they begin with had something to do with the posture. And so I, I began to read the dictionary, and I I came upon a certain group of words that in my, my learning the dictionary, I learned and discovered that these words that begin with this particular letter had a particular connotation. Now, I know in your mind, if you're just a little bit nerdy, you're wondering what letter in the world, what am I talking about? I learned that words that begin with the letter D, everybody shout D. Words that begin with the letter D happen to have 
the most or one of the most words that had a negative connotation. Now, there's going to be somebody in the crowd that's going to Google fact check me. Just go grab a dictionary. You don't need Google for that. And so I start realizing that words that begin with the letter D, somebody shout D. They had negativity associated with them. Many of the words, not all of them, but many of the words. Words like debt. You don't like that word, do you? Death. Darkness. Despair. Decadence. Division. Decay. Decrepit. Devil. Demon. Do I need to do more? All of those words beginning with D, without even knowing the definition, there was an assigning of a negative connotation that was an expression of what the word means. And these expressions of all of these words, death and depression, all of these words, uh, the connotation expresses that these words mean that there is a declining or a downward trajectory of something. And there's no accident that the word down, somebody shout down, that down has that same negative connotation. And it reminds me of Nehemiah as he's building the wall. He's, he's trying to build the wall of Jerusalem. He's trying to do a work for God. Anybody faithful that God's doing a great work uh, in Cornerstone right now? Uh, he's trying to build something. He's trying to grow something. And while he's trying to build, uh, there's an adversary that's whispering uh, in his ear that's trying to inhibit, uh, that's trying to stop him uh, from doing what he's doing. Can I tell you right now, uh, we've got to get a spirit in this church uh, that we're not stopping for nobody. Uh, we're not changing for nobody. Uh, we're not backing up for nobody. Uh, we're not pushing pause. I wish somebody would hear me on a Tuesday night. Uh, hey, if you think we're going down, devil, you think we got another thing coming. Uh, we've got to get to the point uh, that down is not an option. Uh, that backing up is not an option. Uh, that sitting down is not an option. Uh, down uh, is not uh, an option. Oh, somebody clap your hands if you hear God talking to you right now. But Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem, the enemies of the people of God, they sent a message because the message was, they said, we heard that you, that you built the wall. We heard that you, that you completed the work. We heard that the work was finished. And we just want to know why in the world are you still on the wall building? I thought that the wall was done. But Nehemiah sent a word back to the enemy. He said, no, the gates have not been put up yet. There's still room for improvement uh, we still got to complete this thing uh, can I tell you the sanctuary might be done uh, but there's still more work to do uh, I said the building might be complete uh, in their eyes uh, but we still got work to do uh, there's still a city to be won uh, there's still a city that needs saving uh, we still got to reach uh, we ain't done yet uh, and we ain't coming down yeah. Yeah. my God I wish somebody would hear me right now uh, 
They said, we heard that the wall was complete. The sanctuary looks nice. The lights and the carpet look good. Why are you still having church? Why are you still pushing for revival? I'll tell you why. We ain't done yet. I'll tell you why. The walls might be up, but we still got to contend in the gates. We still got to. My God, I wish somebody would hear the Holy Ghost. I just want to tell somebody, I, I got to make up my mind. I'm going to keep on praying. I ain't done yet. I'm going to keep on shouting. I'm not done yet. Down, down, down. It's not. He said, if I come down off this wall, the work's going to cease and there's going to be a breach in the gate. And if you leave the gate open for the devil, he's walking right in your city. He's going to destroy your family and destroy your house. But I come to tell you, we're going to protect what God is building in this city. Hey, I come to tell you, we I don't care what the devil says. We're going to push until this thing breaks. I don't care if I got to start running hours. I'll run it out until this thing breaks. I said down is not an option. Down is not an option. I wish somebody would shout on a Tuesday night. We're not stopping. We're not quitting. We're not coming down. My God, my God, uh, the enemy can keep on saying, uh, quit, uh, you're done, uh, quit, uh, it looks good, uh, quit, uh, you're finished, uh, but I got to keep on building uh, until the breach is complete. I wish somebody would shout and clap your hands. Come on, I feel victory. I feel liberty. Hold down is not an option. I can't come down. I won't come down. I will not come down. And somebody will say, well, preacher, that's you way, you way too overboard. We can just settle in and this, we're, we're still having good church. I want to tell you, good church ain't good enough. I said, we're trying to have great church around here. I said, we're trying to have people in the water in midweek service. We're trying to have people getting baptized in the middle of the week. They said, I would love to see people having the Holy Ghost on outreach, getting filled with the power of God during family prayer. I said, good church ain't good enough. We're trying to get great church for a great God because he's building a great work. And I can't come down. I won't come down. I won't sit down. I won't lay down. Spirit of God's been been digging me, been been pressing me, been pushing me, Bishop. And I I just want to preach right now. I feel like helping somebody right now. I'll tell you right now that the Holy Ghost has been trying to turn a knob and push a lever in this sanctuary because the worst thing that we can do is find a, a seat of contentment and sit down when there's still work to be done. And sit down when we still gotta have a maul in our hand. Sit down when we still need a sickle and a sword in our hand. Can I tell you, you won't find victory sitting down. You got to stand up and declare the goodness of God. You're not going to come overcome depression if you're just going to sit there. You got to.
Because if there's anything that I learned about positioning and posturing, I've learned that your disposition affects your options. Your disposition affects your options. Uh, some of you might not know what that means. I'll put it in plain terms. Uh, when you're down, you have an option. And when you're up, you have an option. Uh, when you're down, there's only one option uh, for you to go. Uh, and that's up. Amen. Is that plain enough? I uh, said so when you're down, the, the disposition uh, affects the options, which means uh, that when you're down, the only place you can go is up. Hey, can I tell you, I ain't never scared of a Sunday service when people walk in here and they're feeling down and they're feeling depressed and they're feeling discontented and they're feeling, can I tell you why? Because if you're down, the only option you have is up. When you're in the bottom of the barrel, you ought to leap for joy because the only place you can go is up. I come to tell you when you feel weak, the only option is you can be made strong. When you feel down, the only option is you can get up. When you feel heavy, the only option is to be lifted from every burden. Your disposition affects your options. Your disposition affects your choices. I won't tell, I won't tell somebody uh, you feel like you've been scraping the bottom of the barrel uh, and you've been crying all night long uh, and you don't know how to get up from where you are. Uh, I just want to tell you, hang on, uh, because up is your only option. Uh, because up is your only option. Uh, because getting up is the only option left. Uh, hey, you so low, uh, all you can do is look up. Uh, if you look down, ain't nothing there. Uh, but I see light in the bottom of the barrel. Uh, I see light in the bottom of the pit. Uh, you ought to shout uh, and say, God, God, I can get up. I've been down so long, I can't go no lower. I've been down so long, I can't go no lower. Up is your only option. That doesn't scare me. What does scare me? My God, Lord, help me right now. What does scare me? It's when your disposition changes and you're up because your option then changes. Now for somebody in the house, I'm just going to preach plainly because I don't know any other way to preach. Can I tell you, I'm not worried about people having a prayer life when, they're, when, they don't, when there's no food in their refrigerator and they can't pay their bills uh, and, they're, and they're on the brink of their marriage breaking apart. I'm not worried about people in their prayer life then uh, because everybody that finds the bottom of the barrel learn how to pray. Some people don't pray until stress and drama knocks on their doorstep. That doesn't scare me. What scares me is when God keeps blessing you and keeps blessing you and keeps blessing you but, and life's so good that you don't know how to pray. My God, I'm going to push through this thing. I'm going to crank this thing out. What scares me is when you're up and things are good that you forget how to worship. Because when you're worshiping for, for a miracle by faith, your worship is a lot better than when you already got what you asked for. Well, I thought you said you was going to help the preacher preach tonight, but I'm going to keep on preaching. Because you find that your disposition, when it changes, it changes your options. Well, 
Somebody say, well, preacher, do you have any Bible for that? Well, you know, actually I do. Matthew chapter 4, I don't think that Satan, I don't think that Satan was making an accident. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. The Bible declares to us in Matthew 4 and 5 uh, that Satan took Jesus uh, upon the top, the pinnacle of the temple. Uh, he took him up. Somebody shout up. Uh, he took him up into the holy city uh, at the pinnacle, the highest point uh, of the temple because he's the prince uh, of the power of the air. Uh, and he took him up to the high point uh, of the temple uh, and the atmosphere of the enemy, uh, just like he did Nehemiah. He got in the ears of Jesus uh, and he began to give him options. Anybody hear me preach to you right now? He said, Jesus, he said, now that you're up here, I want to give you an option. He said, how about you cast yourself down? Somebody shout down. He said, how about you cast yourself down? He said, isn't it, isn't it sad? He began to quote David. He said, isn't it sad that, that if you cast yourself down, that he, that he would give charge of his angels and they won't they will bear you up and they won't let your feet dash against the stone. Can I tell you that the adversary, all he's trying to do is when you're on a high point, when you're at your apex of life and everything's good, the only option is to pull you down to cast you down, to take you down, but you got to refuse and say down is not an option. You've got to refuse and say Can I tell you what the Holy Ghost was speaking to me in prayer? Can I tell you the greatest, the greatest, the greatest fear that I have for where we are right now in this revival? I don't have fear of us having one of the best praise teams in Pentecost. That's not the fear. I don't have fear that this church is not blessed with some of the greatest leadership in your pastor and his family in Pentecost. That's not my fear. My fear is not that this church doesn't have the best facilities that Pentecost has to offer I know what I'm talking about. I've been to enough churches, and God forbid, I know I'm saying this in all humility. I've been to enough conferences and meetings to know that this church has the best of the best. You ought to thank God that you've got a praise team that can sing like birds. You ought to thank God that your musicians can get paychecks in the world if they wanted to. You ought to give God praise for this edifice, this building, the beauty of this church. You ought to give God praise for this man of God and this woman of God in your life you ought to thank God see that's what I'm talking about why sit there give thanks unto God for he is good but that's not my fear my fear is that when we get to the apex and we're at the top the best of the best the top 1% that we're doing so good, the options begin to become a place of peril. And we could be in danger because of our disposition. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. 
Cornerstone, I want you to hear me right now in the Holy Ghost. God has been trying to push us, and I'll tell you why. Because what we have is great, but if we don't maintain greatness, the only option is decline. But I pray in the Holy Ghost that there be a spirit in this congregation that we detest decline and that we despise going down. You got to get to a point that you said, if church has been good, we're going to keep it good. If this church is known for demonstrative worship, don't sit there and be cute on Sunday morning. Down is not an option. I'm just going to tell you more than two people should be running right now. I know you're driving a light, nice car, but down ain't an option. You're up, but oh, take heed. If you think you stand, lest you fall. You only got one option. You better stay on the mountaintop. You only got one option left. You better stay in the... I'm telling you, your disposition affects your options. And Jesus began to quote unto him, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. But Satan went done. He came back. He came back in Matthew 4 and 8. And guess what he did this time? He took Jesus up into an exceeding and high mountain. Don't tell me that your disposition doesn't affect your options because he took him up in a high mountain and he began to show him all the kingdoms of the world. He began to show him all the glory. He began to show him all the options. But he said, if you're going to have this option, you got to realize where you are. You're in the clouds. He said, why don't you fall down and worship me? He said, because when you get up this high, there's only one option. It's down. Can I tell somebody right now, I'm scared to death when God starts blessing me so good uh, that I start showing up late uh, and I don't make it to pre-service prayer. Uh, you better be scared. Uh, you better be scared to death uh, because the Lord giveth uh, and the Lord taketh away. Uh, and if God said, you know what? Uh, if they're going to stop praying because I gave them a raise, uh, I'll take the job. Uh, God forbid I go down. Uh, I want to stay up uh, and build the wall. Uh, I want to stay up uh, and build the kingdom. Uh, God didn't give us his glory. Uh, God didn't give us his power to go down does this make sense yet that's why the bible says take heed take heed check your pulse Check your praise meter. Check how, many, how much time you've been putting in the prayer. If you ain't been shouting like you was on that side of the road, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. You got to check your disposition. To say, oh, we can, we can come down off the wall now. The wall's complete. No, sir. We still got work to do. We still got work to do. I just want to tell that devil that's in your ear and saying we're done. We are not done.
Oh God, I'm going to keep preaching this thing. The devil, the devil would tell you, take thine, take thine ease. Build a big barn and put everything up in storage. You can kick your feet back and relax. But the, but the great God of heaven said, thou fool, why would you take a break? Why would you stop working? He said, you should have kept working and built another barn. You should have kept working and grew another crop. You should have kept working because the work ain't done yet. We are not done. My God, if you don't like what I'm preaching, you ought to clap anyway. If you don't like what I'm saying, you ought to, you ought to say amen anyway. Because the work ain't done. I still got a sword in my hand. The work ain't done. I still got a mole in my hand. I'm building what God's building. I'm building every blow, every swing. I'm not coming down. We're not having a meeting. I'm building a great work. building a great work. Somebody shout down is not an option. You got to get to the point that you walk that you walk in boldness uh, and you said that every spirit that the enemy is trying to put in your in your heart and uh, your mind you got to tell him down uh, it's not an option. Uh, when depression tries to perch on your shoulder uh, you got to say that the goodness of the Lord uh, has been too good to me. Uh, he said there is there is in my house uh, there is fullness of joy. Uh, I'm not going to be depressed uh, because in his house there's joy uh, and there's pleasures forevermore. Uh, down uh, is not uh, down is not down is not down is not an option but down is a choice oh i'm gonna put a smile on my face i'm not mad i'm just preaching in the holy ghost right now down is not an option but it is a choice Micah 7 and 8 said, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, uh, for when I fall, I shall arise. Uh, and when I sit in darkness, down is not an, a choice. Uh, down is not an option, but it is a choice. Uh, he said, I'm not going to sit here uh, because the Lord is a light to me. Uh, I can get out of the tunnel. Uh, I can get out of the pit. Uh, I can get out of the depths. Uh, I can get out of the darkness. Uh, I can get out of despair. Uh, I can get out of the crippedness. Uh, I can break this division. Uh, I can break the devil's hands. Hey, I just want to remind you, uh, you have a choice uh, whether you run the aisles or not. Uh, you have a choice uh, whether you shout or not. Uh, you have a choice uh, whether you clap your hands or not. Uh, you can sit there uh, or you can get up. Uh, change your disposition. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You got to change your disposition because I don't want to be down. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be weighed down with decadence and despair. Maybe you like drama, but I don't. Maybe you like crying, but I don't. He said, rejoice not against me, oh, my enemy. Down is not an option, but it is a choice. There's four leprous men by the gate of the city, the same gate. By the gate of the city, the gate of the city, 
my God. And the Bible declares in 2 Kings 7 and 3 that they asked themselves, we have a choice to make, gentlemen. They asked themselves, what are we going to do about being in famine? Are we going to sit here and starve to death like the rest of the world, like the rest of the city? Or are we going to capitalize on the God that we serve? Are we going to sit here and let revival leave us without having souls saved? Are we going to just let this building rot and let the paint dry? Or are we going to build the wall because we got a work to do are we going to build this kingdom because we got work to do they said why sit we here and die I'm, I got a choice whether I sit down whether I lay down and whether I stay down I just come to remind you one more time down is not an option My God, somebody ought to have a, have a spirit of boldness. Rise up in your spirit. Rise up in your mind. If you've been down, you better tell the devil I ain't staying down. If you've been weighed down, you better tell him I'm getting up. I got another round in me. I got another fight in me. Down is not a option. Somebody shout down. Down is not an option. I want to tell you, I want to tell you a real big secret right now. Anybody ready for the secret? Yeah. I want to tell you a major secret that God's trying to tell you tonight. Anybody ready? Yes, sir. You ready for this? Down is not an option. I don't know if you're waiting for more, but I'm going to tell you again. Down ain't an option. Cornerstone ain't going down if I got anything to do with it. Cornerstone ain't going down if he's got anything to do with it. Revival's not going down. This church ain't going down. God didn't build it up for it to go down. God didn't build... Can I tell you why we got to break this thing? Anybody feel what I'm talking about? I'm going to push this. I'm going to push up against this. I got to push up against it uh, because God refused to allow his people to be in a place where we can help uh, because when you're up, uh, the only way you should be going down uh, is to reach down and pick somebody else up. Uh, the only time you ought to be going uh, is when you're going down from Jerusalem. Uh, my God, you need to be going down into the city. Uh, that's the only time I'm coming down uh, off the mountain, Moses. Uh, I got to go see what the people are doing because I hear a sound and they need some help but I've been with God on the mountaintop and I gotta go down because there's some people that need what I've seen there's some people that need what you know there's some people that need the God that you serve wow. my God wow. let me tell you why is this alright tonight is this helping anybody tonight? When you don't feel like worshiping God, you worship him anyway. Can I tell you how you keep victory? You say amen when you love the preaching and you say amen when you don't like what he's saying. 
Because sometimes you'll find yourself in a place where you lose sight of the value of what we have. I want somebody to hear me in the Holy Ghost. God forbid that we lose sight of the value of what we have right now. Do this church know how blessed you really are? Do you really? Do you really? I wish we would have a bus trip and go to 35 churches in Pentecost just so you can thank God that you go to Cornerstone at Liberty Lake. Some of you have no idea. What's the big idea? It's just a building. No, it's not. What's the big idea? It's just, it's just good music. It's not just good music. It's anointed music. It's Holy Ghost music. It's sounds and voices of people that have been pulled out of hell's grip. And every time they open up their mouth, they're telling the devil, I'm not coming down. My God, my God, every time this sister opens up her mouth, the devil gets nervous because she's saying, I got to pull her down some kind of way. She keeps saying like that. She's shredding the power of the air. I've come to tell you, you've got to refuse to decline. You've got to refuse to go down. Down is not a option. Because when you lose sight of the value of what we have, you start doing what God told us not to do. He told us in Matthew 7 and 8, Matthew 7 and 8, he tells us, he said, don't, he said, don't, he said, don't cast your pearls before swine. Don't give that which is holy to dogs. He said, because swine don't understand the value of a pearl and they'll trample over it. Can I tell you, when I grew up, they told us don't chew gum in church. When I grew up, they told us don't play in church. They were trying to teach us to honor the house of God. They were trying to teach us to honor the pearl. Can I tell you, if the preachers preach a one God message, you better shout like you better shout like that's your first time hearing it uh, because you, when you understand the value of the pearl, uh, you won't throw it against pearls, uh, against swines. Uh, you won't throw your pearls in the mud. Uh, every person you see, uh, you will still believe uh, that there's one God uh, and the world needs to know there is. Uh, when you understand the value of the pearl, uh, you won't you won't spit in the, feet of the preacher's face uh, when he start preaching on holiness. When you understand the value of the pearl, you won't be upset when pastor says we have an outreach day on Saturday. Can I tell you, can I tell you, can I tell you this push that, that's, that God is trying to do for an evangelism right now in this church? Can I tell you why it's important? Because this pearl is important. And if you just throw this thing out and say, oh, it's no big deal, the, the swine will trample on it because they don't care about what we have. Right. 
And if you don't understand how important it is, what we have, you start contemplating the options. I learned something. I learned something about swine. And I learned something about options. And I learned what they've been telling me in Sunday school was all wrong. Because anybody heard of the, of the, the prodigal son before? Anybody heard of that before? Yeah. Let me see your hands. This is a quick Bible lesson. I'm almost done preaching. I know what time it is. Quick Bible lesson. Anybody heard of that before? They've been telling me that story all wrong, Sister Mayo. And I'm mad about it, too. I'm mad. They, they, they told me this story all wrong. Because the Bible declares in Mark 15, the Bible declares that this, this, this prodigal son, he didn't understand the value of what he had at home. Am I still preaching all right tonight? He didn't understand the value, and so, so he started seeking other options. I don't know if we're still running the screen, but I, I, I want to want them to see this. <laughs> and he realized that there was more options. There was more options. There was some things. There was some things that was going on. And he realized that there was more options. There was more options. Somebody shout options. There was more options. And he said, you know what? I'm going to leave my dad's house. I'm going to leave my dad's house and I'm going to, I'm going to go out to where things are a little different. Things, things are a little bit better. Can I tell you, it don't get better than what we got here. I'm going to say it again. It don't get better than what we got here. I'm going to say it again for the church in the back. It don't get better than what we got here on a Tuesday night. It don't get better than what we got here on Sunday morning. It don't get better than this. It won't get better than this unless we make ourselves go down. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands in the house. And in Luke 15, I told you, Mark, I'm sorry, Luke 15 and 17, the Bible declares, the Bible declares that he joined himself to a citizen of that country. He joined himself to a citizen of that country and he began to work for this man. And the Bible says that something within him began to long because he got desperate. The things that he had, he lost it because he lost sight of the value of what he had back at home. Uh, God, I don't want to lose what we got. I don't want to lose what we got. I don't want to lose what I have. That nice car, I want to keep it. That good job, I want to keep it. I'm telling somebody right now, don't take for granted what God gave you. You better believe it takes, it takes effort to stay on the mountaintop with God. I'm telling you, you got to keep on praying like you were praying when you didn't have anything. You got to keep on worshiping like you were worshiping when you first got in church. You gotta, I'm telling somebody right now, you're on the verge of losing a good thing. If you don't keep yourself on the mountaintop with God. 
I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling you, don't take for granted prayer meeting. Don't take for granted one church service. I'm telling you, church right now. I'm telling you, don't cast your pearls before swine. Don't lose value of what we are building. Because when you lose sight of the value of what you have at home, you start you start counting your options. And what you don't know about that story is what they didn't tell me in Sunday school. Because all around they told me, they told me that, that, the good, that, this, that this boy, that he got so low that he looked at the pigs in the pig pen and they were rolling around in a slop. And that he, he, he got to the point that he got in the pig pen and he started eating the slop with the pigs. Can I tell you that? It's not what the Bible says. First of all, they weren't in the pill pig pen. The Bible says that he, that he was hired by the servant and he was feeding swine in the fields. That's number one. Number two, the Bible says that he would feign. He would feign himself that he would eat the husk that the swine did eat. Now, because I like words... I had to look up what fame means. And fame does not mean that he ate it. The Bible is telling us that he desired, that he, that he would have loved. It would have been a joy for him to eat the husk. Nowhere that it said that he ever got in the pig pen and ate it. But what, what the Bible was saying was that he had options that he was considering. Anybody still hearing the preacher right now? And somebody would say, well, why was he even considering the hus? That's the same thing I asked. Because if you believe what they told you, to me, slop ain't something I'm considering. Anybody want to eat slop? I don't think so. But the Bible says that he would have feigned, he would have joyful, he would, he would have joyfully, he would have gladly filled his belly with the hus. So now you got to ask yourself, what does husk mean? I ask the same thing. Husk happens to be not slop at all. Husk in translation means keratin. And keratin is a seeded pod that comes from a carob tree. So I had to do some more digging. Thank God for a preacher that you got to study your word. Because Amen. Amen. the whole time I've been thinking, man, why would he even consider that? That, that? That's not a considerable option. Think again. Because husk, keratin, the carapod, if you got a picture of it, happened to be a green bean-like plant grown in the Mediterranean valleys. Very popular in the land. And in fact, it's considered a superfood. Olympians would eat carrot pods because of the strength that it gave to their muscles. So if you were in a plate of the a place of despair and you're hungry and you're weak and you haven't eaten in weeks, this is not a bad option. Anybody still hear me preach to you right now? In fact, this food is such a superfood. They would give it to people that had diabetes, people that had paralysis, people that had anemia, people that were weak in their body. They would feed them this, 
These pigs were not eating slop. They were eating the husk of the carob pods because they were protein in the seeds like a green bean. And so I can see this young boy I can see this son. I can see him looking at his options and he looks at those husks and he said, you know what? If I eat that meal, I can get some strength. If I eat the husk, I can get some, I can get some revitalization to my bones. But he began to count his options and he said, why would I eat husk when I can go to my father's house and I can eat bread? He said, that's a good option, but God's house has a better option. Can I tell you, we can have good church or we can have great I don't know if you hear me right now we can have good clan clapping foot stumping church or we can have shingle pulling chandelier swinging devil chasing soul saving revival in Spokane we can have revival in the last day there's a better option down is not an option I wish somebody would shout right now. He said, I got to go down and get on my knees to get the hus. But why get down on my knees when I can run to the Father? Why get down in the dumps when I can go eat bread in the Father's house? I just come to tell somebody, you got to refuse to go down. You got to be... I wish somebody would lift up your hands right now. You got to tell the devil, I'm not going to be down. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. Oh, somebody lift up your voice right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't cast yourself down in that ungodly relationship. It's going to pull you down. Don't cast yourself down on a, on a pornography site at 3 a.m. The devil's just trying to pull you down. He's trying to change your disposition. When you're up, you can go down. I come to tell you down. It's not an option. I'm done preaching. Can I tell you something right now? There is nothing more that the enemy fears than a building program. Can I tell you, can I tell you the resistance, the resistance that God has been trying to break is because the adversary is not pleased with this church. Maybe you didn't know that. Well, I'm going to tell you again. The enemy is not happy that we're building something right now in Liberty Lake. And if you think that the devil's just going to let us have revival, let us have revival. You got another thing coming. Can I tell you how I know that the adversary hates when we're building what we're building right now? Now you can go to Mark. Mark 15 tells us that Jesus was numbered amongst the transgressors. And when he was numbered amongst the transgressors, verse, verse 29 tells us that they began to walk past, past the cross. They began to walk past the cross. And they began to mock Jesus. And they begin to wag their heads at him. 
they begin to mock him, make fun of him. Anybody want to know why they were mocking him? Because Jesus was prophesying to them. He said, I'm going to destroy this temple. And in three days, I'm going to build it back up again with earls. Oh, the scribes and Pharisees didn't like that. You're going to build what? You're going to do what? Can I tell you? When you start proclaiming what you're going to do, I'm telling you, when we started watering the stump, the first service of this, of this revival, some of you have faced more hell than you faced in the last five months put together. When you start talking about pushing like we did last week, you're not going to push without some pushback. But when the devil pushes back, you need to push back again. There was an old song. I, I grew up in old-fashioned Pentecostal. There was an old song that said the devil don't want no running going around here. And the next stanza says, but I don't care what the devil don't like. I'm going to run the aisles tonight. Devil don't want no worship going on around here. I don't care what the devil don't like. I ain't coming down for nobody. Can I tell you how to, I know the devil doesn't like building programs because they're wagging their head and said, we thought you were going to build a temple. We thought you was going to build something. But look at you now, you're on the cross. But what they didn't know, what they didn't know was that the cross was part of the building process. Because he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell can't prevail against my gates. And they said, Jesus, why don't you just come down from there? See, the devil wasn't done. He tried to get him down from the holy place of the temple. He tried to get him down from exceeding great mountain. But like the brazen serpent in the desert, when Jesus was lifted up, he said, I, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men unto me. And they realized that the changing of the disposition, if he was lifted up, the only option was for him to come down. They said, oh, if you're that great man, that great carpenter, that great builder, I can just I don't know but because he God he's God that sees the end from the beginning I can see I can see the walls of Jerusalem I can see Nehemiah with a mole in his hand and I can I can hear a whisper I can't come down I ain't coming down I ain't coming down because down not an option because down is not an option
I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you have been down for way too long tonight. That changes. I come to tell you in the power of the Holy Ghost, you need to get up tonight. Get up tonight. Get up tonight. Oh, as we stand across this sanctuary, how many people want to get up and stay up? Come on, how many people want to get up and stay up? Come on, somebody needs to get an attitude in your spirit. You need to get in this altar right now and say, I ain't coming down. God's been too good to me. And hell's been coming up against me, trying to pull me down, trying to take me down. But I'm not coming down. Come on, come on, get out of your pew. Come on, don't stay down. Don't lay down. Don't fall down. I'm not coming down. Come on, I'm not coming down. I'm not coming down. I'm not coming down. Come on, won't you lift your hands all across the house? Come on, Cornerstone. We're going to push against this spirit right now. We're going to push against the principalities that we're on the mountain and I'm not coming down. We're at a high point and we're not coming down. Come on, lift up your voice right now. I tell you, no, 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 Come on, if you've been battling negativity, uh, the connotations of death, uh, if you've been battling debt in your finances, uh, if you've been battling depression, uh, if you've been battling decadence, uh, if you've been war with, with despair, uh, if you've been fighting divorce, uh, I just come to tell you right now, uh, you've got to make up your mind uh, that down uh, is not uh, an option. Come on, I feel it right now. Come on, I feel, come on, that's it. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, somebody needs to pray in the Holy Ghost. We're not going down, and I'm not staying down. Come on, somebody needs to pull yourself up in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody needs to build up. Build up yourself on your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Ghost until you get out of the pit, until you get out of the mully grubs. I'm coming up. I'm not staying down. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Tell the devil I'm not coming down. I'm not going down. I'm not falling down. And if I do, I'm getting up again. Come on, the power of the Holy Ghost is moving right now. Come on, some of you been fighting a spirit of downward decline. Everything's been falling apart. Everything's been going down. But in the name of Jesus, I speak a spirit of a shifting of disposition. We're going up and we're staying up. I'm coming up and I'm staying up. I'm getting up and I'm staying up. Come on, young people, get up, get up, get up. Get up.